0: In some regards, it's harder. In some ways, it's easier. I guess I should clarify that. It's harder because you don't usually have as much time because you have some other thing you're doing, whether it's another job, whether it's you're raising your kids, whether it's, you know, we've worked with people that in all different aspects of this. So you have a time constraint. But if you have another income source, if you pace yourself, you can actually last longer than somebody who just decides to go all in on brokering and doesn't have any other income or doesn't have a very long, you know, I call it like a runway or how to get their business going. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host Scott Peckford on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Today I'm going to talk about how to broker part-time successfully. Some of you are new mortgage brokers, you're going to figure out how do I do this and not lose my hair or be stressed out. I'm going to dive into that. Before I jump into some tips specifically on how you can actually do that, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, FINMO. FINMO is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy for borrowers to use as they're filling that out. It's automatically figuring out what documents that they need, which is awesome. And then when you get the application, you can go search Lender Spotlight, figure out all of the rates and guidelines. And finally, when you go to hit submit actually pulls key data from the application to make it easy for your underwriter. Go check them out at lendesk.com finmo. Also today on this episode, I talked to Paul Campbell from Magenta about increasing your branding. All right, so let's jump into some general principles for being a part-time broker. I have to tell you, first off, it's way harder to be a mortgage broker part-time. In some regards, it's harder. In some ways, it's easier. I guess I should clarify that. It's harder because you don't usually have as much time because you have some other thing you're doing, whether it's another job, whether it's you're raising your kids, whether it's, you know, we've worked with people that in all different aspects of this. So you have a time constraint. But if you have another income source, if you pace yourself, you can actually last longer than somebody who just decides to go all in on brokering and doesn't have any other income or doesn't have a very long, you know, I call it like a runway for how to get their business going. So there's three kinds of principles that I want to talk about. First is build a schedule that is realistic. I want to say that again, build a schedule that is realistic. I talked to one of our agents recently and this guy's like, he's working hard at this man. And so he decided to like switch his job from days to nights he could with his current job. So he works from 10 at night till six in the morning. And then he's got to take his kids to school. And then he's, you know, tries to get some sleep and then he's got to do some work and then he's got to, and I was like, wow, that is a tough schedule. Like, I can't imagine having, you know, the energy. And then on top of that, so he's in our uh, Rookie Rockstar program. He's going through the 100-Day Challenge. And the 100-Day Challenge, full disclosure, is really designed for somebody who can do this full-time. You can do it part-time. You just have to pace yourself and adjust your expectations. So he's going through this program where it's like literally every day there's something to do. And he's working another job and doing some stuff with his kids and trying to build, like, it's a lot. And so it was interesting when we chatted I said you know here's the thing man like you got this you just got to slow down your pace it's like you're running a marathon being a mortgage broker is like running a marathon anyway but you're running a marathon with a backpack and a weighted vest on like you're just going to have to go slower but don't worry about it just keep moving forward and so with this guy in particular I said look you got to sleep man because if you, you don't sleep you're going to be useless as a mortgage broker and the dad and everything else you have going on so it's really important that you actually set time aside to sleep. If you come home in the morning and you find that you're better off to work then a little bit or sleep later. So it was the first thing I said, make sure that you set yourself up for time for sleep. And he said to me one time he had been making calls to realtors. He went and laid down and his phone rang and then he answered it. And the realtor's like, uh, you know, Hey, are you just woke up? And he's like, yeah, I was, it's uh, not feeling great. I was like, that's probably a good answer. I've been saying yeah, I'm sleeping because I'm working a night shift. But in any case, I was like, you need to turn that phone off. When you are set to sleep, just sleep. And it's okay. So if you are working, say, a night shift or an evening shift and you realtor, the thing is, they don't know that you're not in meetings with clients. Imagine if you were in back to back to back meetings with clients. They're not going to think it's weird. So if you go lay down for, you know, whatever you need to sleep for and then come back later and call them, they're not going to know that you were sleeping because you had to. So it's not a thing. It's only a thing in your head, not in their head. So that's the first thing. And also, successful mortgage brokers, they usually can't get back right away because they are in back to back meetings or they're out doing calls and stuff. So, that would be the other thing is the first is set a realistic schedule. So, you got to have time to sleep. You got to have time to do your work activities or so, dive into next. And then you got to have time to learn the business. And so, first is, is that figure that out what that looks like. Some other people I've talked to, you know, some of our other agents, you know, they may work, they got a couple of afternoons off a week, for instance, or whatever that looks like. But you got to figure out your schedule. You have less hours in a week, but that's okay just make sure that that's scheduled. The second thing is to build a weekly target that's realistic. So schedule is realistic and then a weekly target that's realistic. So for example, often what I'll tell people in this scenario is like, you know, what we try to do if you're in the our 100 day challenge we try to get you to like show you how to build a list of realtors and we show you how to present to them. Then we show you how to follow up with them once you've actually presented to generate referrals. And we try to get you to do as many as possible in a 30 day period because you get better faster, right? Like imagine if you're a professional speaker and you're doing the same presentation you know 20 times in 20 days you're gonna get dang good at it versus if you do it 20 times in two years every time it's gonna be like starting from scratch so there's a repetition that happens by doing them more compressed you can't do that if you've got another job if you're going to work part-time just take that expectation and chuck it to the side and say that's not going to be me maybe someday i can put the pedal down that's not today so what i tell these folks is i say look what you want to aim for especially if you've got another gig or something is book two meetings a week. So let's say if it's realtors that you're building your business with, which we like a lot. So we want you to book two meetings a week because probably one of them is not going to show up on average or maybe you get a 60% because we want you to get in front of one realtor a week. So if you get in front of one realtor a week, you book two to make sure that there's one presentation, then every week in a year, you've got in front of 50 realtors. And so that's step one. Step two is you follow up with them till they tell you to screw off or they start sending you business. You never stop following up. You know, I always say like Coca-Cola is still advertised. It's been a business 130 years, you know who they are. You can go into Africa to a remote village and hold up a Coca-Cola and people probably know what that is. And so the reality is, is that they're not doing it so that you know what they are. They're doing it so you don't forget to buy them when you go into a store. You are not Coca-Cola. They're going to forget you. And, you know, we teach people how to do a great, you know, first meeting, how to wow them, build rapport, build trust. But if you don't follow up, you're literally throwing away 300% of your opportunity is gone. So what you're going to do is you book two meetings a week to get one presentation, that one presentation, they go on your list. And then every week you send them the video closer to the end of the week, one video a week, the video should take you no more than 60 to 90 seconds. And we have a bunch of suggestions for our agents for videos that they can use by topics. Send out a video that's useful to them, value add, and then follow up the next week with a phone call. And so if you've got 10 people on that list, you're going to talk to three of them. Seven of them are going to go to voicemail. That's fine. Shoot them a text. Hey, let me know if I can help, yada. Yada. So, I guarantee you that if you follow that model, you will not get twelve months before you'll have enough. And if you keep following up, key is keep following up. you'll have enough business in your pipeline that you actually could quit the job if you choose. So first one is build a schedule that's realistic, build a target that's realistic. So instead of trying to get you know five meetings a week or make x number of calls, don't set those unrealistic goals. And here's the thing I'd say. So, let's say it's on Monday and you've got some time, you start booking calls on Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever that looks like. As soon as you' got two booked, you stop working. you stop. You're like, I got my two meetings booked, boom, high five, I'm done. I can rest, I can pace myself, I can go through my training materials, whatever. You only need to book two. You do not wanna keep going. Again, you are running a marathon with a backpack and a weighted vest. Even if you wake up one day and you're feeling great, I would tell you to still pace yourself. You're in it for the long haul. So you do that for a year and as sure as God made little green apples, you will start to get business from it and then I will be shocked if you're not able to transition out of your current job into a full-time mortgage broker. So that leads me to my last point. So realistic schedule, realistic target, a realistic transition plan. So at some point, you know, if you want to be long-term successful as a mortgage broker, it is definitely easier to do if you're doing this full-time. Like I always say, if you're a part-timer, and you're competing against somebody who's full-time all-in, it's just harder. You can do it. It's just harder. And so don't burn the boats too early. So don't get all like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. Like, well, you could. Some people have done that. I'm not recommending that. A couple of things that you want to do. I've got a podcast. If you scroll back there a little bit, I talk about some things to do before you become a mortgage broker. So one of the things would be obviously try to set yourself up, set up a line of credit on your place uh, if you own a property so that you have it in place. Because once you go self-employed, ain't nobody going to give you any money or if they are, they're going to charge you for it. So set that up, you know, put some savings aside. All that stuff makes sense. Get your financial host in order. But then the second thing is, is get the pipeline going. It's much easier to transition out of your job if you've already closed, you know, eight or 10 mortgages, Plus, you got a pipeline of pre-approvals. You got, you know, seven or eight pre-approvals or maybe, you know, 10 pre-approvals. And you could see that, okay, with a bit more effort, I can actually go way faster. So one of our this Brandon, he was actually a farmer before becoming a mortgage broker, you know, like micro farming. And, you know, we had a bunch of conversations. And so for the first, I think it was 120 days or 150 days, he was just learning the business, learning how to build a little bit of a pipeline. And he could see it starting to grow. And then he had to transition, sold his farm you know, figured out somebody's going to buy it. We talked about that, got this farm sold. And then he was able to burn the boats. And when he did, his business just took off, like literally because he'd already built the skill. He already started to build the pipeline. And so you have to have a realistic transition plan so that you can move from part-time to full-time. If you want to stay part-time, that's your call. I just think that in most cases, a part-time mortgage broker who's really good. So let's say you were full-time at one time, working 20 hours a week can make more money than a lot of people can make in a full-time gig. So, why wouldn't you just do that part time rather than a job that makes you have to be somewhere, you know, whatever that looks like? So, in any case, you have to have a realistic transition plan. So, hopefully, you find that helpful. Set the realistic schedule, set a realistic weekly target. And when you hit it, stop working. And then finally, set a realistic transition plan. Make sure that you pay attention to the finances. Make sure that you pay attention to do you have a pipeline going? And then I can tell you that if you build that muscle and you've started to build the confidence, when you do burn the boats, things go really quick. But if you do it too soon, you won't so in any case hopefully find that helpful i know that i've been having more conversations people in the last little bit that are you know doing something part-time on the plus side is that yes you are running a marathon but you know in a lot of cases you do have another income so you don't have to worry about like being able to eat somebody who burns the boats too soon is like oh my gosh i got no money coming in that's probably going to be very stressful for most people oh and if you want to find out how we could help you go to rookie to rockstar.ca we've got a whole webinar there i walk you through exactly how we help new agents, build out businesses, like some of the folks have been talking about. In this next segment, I talk to Paul Campbell from Magenta about increasing your branding. Hey, Paul. Welcome to Ask Experts. Hey, Scott. How's it going, man? Fantastic. So today, I want to talk about increasing your branding. I know that you guys at Magenta have done a fabulous job of increasing your reach and growth in the last year and a bit. And this is true for anybody, mortgage broker, mortgage company, So maybe share some of the things that you did that's helped you guys really expand in the last little bit.
1: Well, you know what, Scott, I mean, I got to be honest, I got to give kudos where they're deserved. Our marketing team has done a phenomenal job of really just, you know, coming to the table with some definitely unique and innovative ways of connecting with our broker partners. I'd have to say in recent months, I think our broker community would have noticed or seen an influx of communication through LinkedIn as well as Instagram. And of course, you know, just being a part of a podcast like this allows us to reach a different demographic of brokers and share our messaging with them in terms of what we're trying to accomplish as Magenta.
0: So one of the things I know you guys have put some attention into is increasing your presence on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. So can you share some of the thinking behind that that's really been helping you guys expand?
1: Yeah. You know, Scott, I think for us, it was really just coming to the realization that For a lot of brokers, or in this case, some brokers, Magenta was definitely a name that they had heard of, but weren't too familiar with in terms of what we do. And the focus for us was really to kind of come to market and share our story as, you know, we have a lot of different solutions that we're able to offer, and we wanted to have a platform in which we could discuss those with our broker community and let them know about all the great things that we currently have available to them.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. You guys, like some of the products that we've talked about in our previous Ask the Expert segment, Have even me, and I'm in the business a long time, I'm like, man, I haven't heard of this before. Like, how do I not know about this? So it's pretty cool how creative and innovative you guys have been. And then, of course, you can have great solutions, but if not as many people know about you, then, of course, that's going to be a detriment. We touched about this before we turned on the recorder, but like being more proactive with reaching out, like newsletters, talking about what you're doing there.
1: So that was another thing. You know, We had a feedback survey that went out to our broker community late 2021. And one of the things that they mentioned for us was that there wasn't enough contact, there wasn't enough touch points. And one of the things that we went to market with was, you know, what getting everyone signed up for our newsletters so you could be abreast of any rates or product information that was kind of like in real time. And, you know, what if anyone tells you that stuff doesn't work, they're lying to you. It has, bar none, been one of the best things we've done in terms of just being able to connect with brokers and share the information about our products. It's a touch point that we've seen. You know, grow exponentially for us around just even
0: volume. Yeah, I totally agree. Like for our mortgage company, like the emails make a huge difference. What I find particularly helpful in emails, is if I share stories, are really good. So I think you guys have been doing more of that. But just stories of problems people have overcome, because people don't remember much, but they remember a story way better than just here's some bullet points. And so you know, I've always yeah. found that when you can embed your message in a story, and it's much more sticky. So you increase your presence social media, obviously podcasting even with us. Newsletters, so being proactive, reaching out to the people that already know you guys. And then in terms of what about live things like events, what have you guys been doing there? I think that's been the
1: game changer. I mean, you know, I've been doing this for a while. I've been in the industry for some time, and I know that brokers love the opportunity to connect with their. They love free partners. drinks,
0: let's be honest. They're like, free <laughs> <Yeah>. drinks? <laughs> At least the brokers <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah.
1: That does play a part in it. And I think, you know, I think COVID also played a part in it, too you know, given where we are right now and the landscape of things, brokers are excited to get back out and connect with you. You know, they've been doing two years of Zoom calls and emails and phone calls. And, you know, a live in-person event is a difference maker in solidifying that bond between yourself and your broker partners. I mean, it's relationship building and the ability to kind of touch and feel that person that, you know, you've been speaking to and having conversations with, it does go a long way. So Magenta has been committed to, Attending you know, all the professional symposiums like MPC and Simba, golf tournaments, award galas, you name it. Magenta's been a part of all of those recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it gets you out there. You see the same people, but it's a good thing to do. So, yeah, and you guys have had obviously fantastic growth this year, and these are just a few of the things you guys have done. So as a quick recap, then if you guys are listening to this, your mortgage brokers and you're trying to increase your branding and your reach. Obviously, as Paul said, you got to have a social presence, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram podcasting is a great medium. I personally still love podcasts, even though there's lots of other ways. This morning, I threw in a podcast, listened to an economist talking about a whole bunch of stuff I can't even repeat right now. My IQ went up five points, and now it's back down again since I listened to it. <laughs> but, uh, but I always like the learning, right? And because it's zero net time, the great thing about podcasts is you can be doing it in something else. Go for a run, learn. It absolutely is essential that you guys have some sort of communication rhythm with your clients, whether that's mortgage clients, or in your guys' case, it's brokers. And a newsletter is a fantastic way to do that, right? Because you can just start right in their inbox. And then finally, like live events, I think they're going to come back with a vengeance because it's kind of like we've been cooped up for so long, with like cabin fever, that I feel like live events are actually going to have a bit of a resurgence because it is kind of fun to get around people. And so I think you guys have timed that well, you know, in terms of just the number of people showing up and the interest level is going to be much higher. So I think that's super oh. cool. Any last kind of words for wrap up the show on branding that we talked about?
1: You know what, for branding, one, you have to believe in your brand. I love Magenta. I love what we stand for. And you know what, right now, based on everything that's happening, sky's the limit. Magenta is really looking to continue to have an impact on the broker industry. And we are, you know, excited about what the future holds for Magenta. So we can't wait to connect with each and every one of you on this podcast.
0: Yeah, and if you guys are listening to this, I highly recommend you guys check out Magenta and you can reach out to uh, Paul and his team. It's brokers at magentainvestment.ca and there's no S in investment. Paul, always a pleasure to chat with you. Congrats on your guys' success. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, hopefully you found this episode useful. So, Dr. Paul, about increasing your branding and just some ideas around how to broker part-time successfully and transition to full-time yeah good luck with it man it's a fantastic career it is not easy it is not for the faint of heart and it is a marathon if you come into this with the idea that you know and some people take it off really quick don't make excuses but don't compare either so don't make excuses like well i can't do it because of xyz because then you're just setting yourself up for failure but also don't compare yourself with someone else because you may not have their nine to five Maybe you've got kids to run around. You've got all this other stuff happening. They don't. And you're looking at them going, wow, look how fast they're going. Like, don't worry about it. The only person you should be comparing with is you and going, all right, did I make a commitment to make two calls today? What if that was, or three calls? And did I do it? Check, yes, high five myself. I did. Because that's it. That's all that matters. And if you do that and stick to it, you will be successful, period. But you will get discouraged if you look over at someone else who seems like they're going faster, but they don't have the same scenario as you. And it's not worth looking at. But also don't make an excuse for yourself and say, well, I can't do it at all because that's also not true. You got to be realistic. I guess this whole episode is sponsored by the letter R for realistic. Hopefully you guys found this useful. I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And please, if you found this useful, share it with other friends who are rookies that are starting out. And especially if they're part time and they're trying to get you know their head above water, hopefully this will give them some encouragement, but also they can set a plan to build a successful business.